You are listening to the Property Developer Podcast, your home for tips, ideas, and inspiration to help take your developing to the next level. Now, here's your host, Justin Getty. Welcome to the first episode of the Property Developer Podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing tips, ideas, and inspiration for people involved with property development. I'm your host, Justin Getty. In the first episode, I wanted to share with you why I set this podcast up and what you can expect from it. I've been involved with property developing for about three years, which is not really that long, although it does feel longer, and I'm currently working on a 20-townhouse development in the outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne. We're about to start construction in a few weeks. Funnily enough, this is my first development, and the purchase of the site was my first real estate transaction. How did I get here? Well, it's a long story with a few twists and turns, but hey, what developing story doesn't have twists and turns, right? My background is actually in corporate communication, so working with large organisations to help them communicate more effectively with their staff and other interested groups. I did that for about 15 years. About five years ago, I decided I needed to take greater control of my future, and I started thinking about what I would really love to do. And after a lot of reflection, I realised that I loved property. But I didn't want to buy an investment property and sit on it, waiting for it to grow in value over 10 years. I wanted something that I could be in control of and that I could accelerate. Then one day I was listening to a property podcast and heard a guy talking about property development. And it sounded really interesting. And I thought, that's it. That's what I want to do. So I got in contact with the guy on the show who had done quite a few developments and joined his mentoring program. And so started a very interesting developing journey for me. The great part about the program I joined was that it taught you how to follow a process to deliver a development. And importantly, it was taught by someone that was actually doing developments themselves. Better still, the program was based on you doing all the work and learning how to find out all the information you needed so that you could be self-sufficient and continue to deliver developments for as long as you wanted to. So basically following the teacher man to fish philosophy. I was originally looking for a site in the suburbs around the southeast of Melbourne, which was closer to where I live, and zeroed in on the suburb of Frankston, which is about 25 kilometres south of the Melbourne CBD along the bay. At the time, property values in the area were more in my budget, and I was looking for a site to do a four-unit development. I eventually found a nice block that was just over 1,000 square metres and secured the site with a due diligence clause. I paid a bit more than I wanted to, but I thought I could get six small units on the site, similar to a block a few doors down. So I set to work during the due diligence phase to ensure that everything stacked up and had a local draftee develop some plans for me. Unfortunately, the design the draftee came up with of six double-storey units was just too expensive to build for what I could resell them for. So after much hand-wringing, I decided to pull out of the deal. After that, I reassessed the area that I should be looking in and decided that the outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne would be a good place to target. And when I started looking at blocks big enough for a four-unit development at around the 400k mark, I noticed that if you spent another 100 to 150k, you could get a bigger block that could fit six units on. However, my budget wouldn't really stretch that far, so I decided to see if I could take on a money partner. So... Thanks to my corporate communication background, I put a little proposal together and convinced someone to partner with me to do a six-unit site in Croydon. 
And while I was looking for that site, I came across a very large site in the neighbouring suburb of Murulbark. Initially, I thought it was too big for what I had wanted to do. It was nearly 3,000 square metres and located close to the heart of the suburb. It was a deceased estate and had been passed in at auction a few weeks earlier with little interest since. This was around the bottom of the GFC, so demand for property was quite subdued, which was good for me as I wasn't under intense pressure to make an offer. After a bit of research and talking with my new local drafty, I determined I could put 10 single-storey units on the site, perfect for the local market and in good demand for older buyers looking to move into a more manageable property. I convinced my partner that we should go a little bigger, and we managed to secure the site. That was in mid-2013. A couple of months later, we submitted an application to the local council for the 10-unit development. And this is where it gets interesting, as you'll never believe what happened next. Council actually knocked back our application on the grounds it wasn't dense enough. Can you believe that? Probably the first council that has ever knocked back a development application for not being dense enough. Council said they wanted to see more terrace-style dwellings or an apartment block. So we had a bit of a rethink and we went back with a proposal for a 14-unit development with four terrace-style properties along the front of the block. And believe it or not, they knocked it back again for not being dense enough. They said they wanted to see at least another four or five dwellings on the site. At this stage, we'd lost about nine months of time. I thought, this council is crazy, and the project was getting way bigger than I ever intentioned. Still, I ploughed on. At this stage, I decided to bring on a new design team and hired an architect that was recommended to me, and we got cracking on a totally new design. What we settled on was a 20-townhouse development with two rows of terraces containing 10 townhouses each, one row at the front and one row at the back. Not exactly the type of product I wanted to offer the local market, but I went with it anyway. At last, Council was happy with this proposal and approved our application at the start of 2015. We put the properties on the market, and given my background, I was heavily involved in the marketing of them alongside our local agent. I built a website for our property business, fastlovehomes.com.au, made some videos, got our social media profile happening, and did some Facebook advertising. And by late 2015, we had sold 13 townhouses, hired a builder, secured construction finance from the bank, and we are looking to start construction before the end of 2015. In many ways, that's the short version of my developing journey. Along the way, there have been many bumps, jumps and frustrations, a heck of a lot of lessons learnt, and one great project slowly coming to life. While it hasn't been easy... I've really enjoyed the challenge and I've tried to have some fun along the way. Which brings me back to why I started this podcast. In my hunger to learn about developing and finding out how to become a really good developer, I was going out and talking to people involved in property development. I really loved listening to their stories and the conversations that we had. Everyone had such different views on developing and how you can go about it that I thought it would be so great to share this with people. And I've also found that sometimes being a developer can be a bit of a lonely game. Your family or your partner doesn't necessarily understand what's involved, or the decisions that you have to make, or what you're working on. And most other people have a preconceived idea of what property developers are like and what they do. And so, the Property Developer Podcast was born. I'll be bringing you the conversations I have with developers or people involved with developing 
be they marketers, agents, or consultants, all to help and inspire you to become a smarter, better, and more profitable developer. So whether you're doing a four-unit site or a boutique apartment block, I'm sure there'll be something for you in every episode. So sit back and join me as we start down this road together. I think it will be fun. Thanks for listening in and make sure to catch the next episode of the Property Developer Podcast. You've been listening to the Property Developer Podcast. Tune in next time for more tips, ideas and inspiration to take your developing to the next level. For more developing love, make sure to visit propertydeveloperpodcast.com.